This is the Monoology Podcast. Monoology County, Ohio. It's my home. With your hosts, Mike and Joey. Mike. Yes. We are on episode 24. Two dozens of these puppies, huh? Yes. Wow. Not Baker's dozens. Yes. Well, We're right. getting there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, we are now, we're into the second week of August now. Yes, we are. Like, it's getting real. Like, the snow is going to be flying before we before we know it. I'm sure it will. And, uh, but before that, Mike, guess what? What? We have the Morrow County Fair. The official end of summer of Morrow County. Yes. Morrow County Fair, yep. So... Um, just so everyone is aware, the Agricultural Society down at the fairgrounds, their office hours are Monday through Friday, 9 to 4. Um, and the phone number there is 419-947-1611. You can um, check that out. They've got a Facebook page. I know that they were sharing this week um, the Central Ohio and Buckeye Truck Pools will be Friday, September 3rd. So that sounds like a good time. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing is, is you can usually hear the truck and tractor pulls um, for 8 to 10 miles outside sure. of town. Sure can. Yeah. Um, so I feel bad for anybody who uh, lives outside of town. Also, September 1st, you have the diesel truck drag race, which sounds like a good time. Um, I know we didn't talk about this yet, um, but the fare passes. So you can buy your fare passes. It is $6 for anybody who is age 6, I'm sorry, 7 and up. They're $6. If you're 6 and under, you're free. So woohoo. I don't. I only have to pay for two when we go to the fair. $12 for us. The kids get in free. So if you are 6 and under, you are free. If you are 7 and, I don't know, older. I don't want to say 100 because there could be somebody older. Yes, there could be. You know, um, so... They would be free. If you want to buy a pass, Mike, it is $30 for an adult pass okay. for the entire week. Get you in. And if um, you have a child that is 12 to probably 18, I would assume, or maybe out of school, um, you can get the youth pass for $20. And then I see here it says Autobacher Entertainment, so the rides. You can buy um, the daily ride pass, so it's just that day, um, it's $15 for each day to ride the rides all that you want until you throw up or else. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, what else uh, to tell you there. Um, let's see here. So, yes, the fair passes are in. The deadline has already passed for the um, senior fair, the the kids, the youth fair, junior fair, you know, everything is, everything is done like we're just ready to start housing the fair i did see it appears they bought some new cages for the rabbits and poultry okay and uh so they've been asking people not to store stuff uh for their animals in the barn on top of the other cages or in the cages because they want to keep them nice and neat so um and then recently the county commissioners tore down two old barns yes they did um so from what i understand there was real questions from um one of the commissioners that I uh, talked to the other day, he said he wasn't sure how that barn was even standing. 
because <laughs> the the frame had rotted so badly. Right. I know they so, were in bad shape. Yeah, um, so I'm sure that in the next couple of years or so, we'll probably end up with some new buildings, and they'll continue to rotate things through, or who knows what will end up there. But right in front of the the cabin down there. Right. Uh, you have better visibility of the uh, log house from other parts of the fairground now. Looks really good having those buildings out there. And the landscaping, again, kudos to, I, I, I Maggie just lost it, Maggie Clark. <laughs> kudos there. The landscaping looks great. And um, let's see, I don't think there's anything else to chat about the fair. I mean, it runs, um, it pretty much runs the Monday of Labor Day is the last day of the fair, and it runs the week before. Uh, that Monday is usually the free day, and then that Tuesday, I believe, is usually the, the senior day right? Uh, for senior citizens to get in and, and do that. They've got harness racing, I believe, that Monday and Tuesday, typically, um, and then the rides, and then all the uh, wonderful fair food. You'll be able to walk through Mount Gilead and just smell <laughs> the fair food in the air. Um, so Yeah, I think people are ready to get back after last year and everything being closed down. It'll be good to have our fair back. Yeah, and I just want to um, call out, if anyone is interested, you know, we are, um, this is not a political podcast, uh, and, and nor should this topic be political, um, but if anyone is interested in getting their COVID-19 vaccine, the Mark County Hospital does do a once-a-week um, vaccination clinic. Also, you can check in with the... Um, Check in with the health department, call, and give them your name and phone number, that contact info, and they'll be able to get you in, um, or, you know, you, you'll be able to do that. Also, Kroger, Walmart, Discount Drug Mart, Discount Drug Mart. everybody has has it that's, uh, that it is available. And, Mike, our cases are going up in Morrow County. Um, there are lots of, um, <laughs> lots of cases, which one thing I do want to call out on that, Mike, is that... Um, it just because we have high cases, we need to we need to celebrate uh, one piece of that, and that piece that we should celebrate is the fact that hospitalizations and deaths are down. That's that's good. So a year ago, we weren't able to say that. Um, so as of this recording, which is Friday, um, the sixth of August. Um, this morning, the health um, district, Mark County Health District, posted that so far there has been 3,007 cases in Morrow County. Uh, they've had 55 new cases this week, uh, 12 hospitalizations since March 1st of 2020, total deaths of 43. And it shows here that about 33.17% of Morrow County, so that's about 11,720 people, have been vaccinated. So I totally get, um, you know, everyone's stance on that. But if you want vaccinated, you do have options. Um, you can pretty much get it anywhere. So with that being said, I don't know. Is there anything else we need to cover, Mike? What's going well, on with the Historical Society? Or do you well, have let's talk about that in a minute. But okay. uh, one of our local um, uh, people that grew up in, in Morrow County, his dad was a well-known uh, physician here in Mount Gilead, uh, Chris Coops. Oh, yes. He was recently inducted into the Ohio High School Football Coaches Hall of Fame. And he's also in the uh, Ohio High School Baseball Coaches Hall of Fame. So that's 
That's quite an honor for a Mount Gilead boy. Yeah, well, I wonder how many people actually have double nominations or double entries into that Hall of Fame. Yeah, that, that's that's amazing. Because you don't always see football and baseball, you know, one person coaching both. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, yeah. So, wow, kudos there. That's awesome. Yes, Chris Coobs. Now, his wife grew up just about a half mile from me and, and uh, actually babysat for my sister when she was little sometimes. So, <laughs> I know the family. Um, so, anyhow, yeah, thanks. I want to give a shout-out to Chris Coobs. For his accomplishments. Awesome. Um, what's going on with the historical society? You got anything big going on? Anything uh, new? Well, well, okay. When this is put out there, uh, farm days will be gone. We will have the uh, the uh, log house open for farm days, but we'll have it open again during the Morrow County Fair. And if you didn't see the front page of the Sentinel this week, this past week. Um, there's been some restoration done. We had some rotted logs that have been um, replaced. The front porch, was, which was not safe, has been replaced. Uh, a couple of, you know, about maybe three different people, uh, gave the money to get that project done, so we want to thank them. And also, our George Cross House, which I'm going to talk about next week, um, has been repainted. Oh. So it's uh, not a, an eyesore in uh, downtown Mount Gilead has been becoming lately. Uh, we do have a, a display of Morrow County Fairs from the past at the History Center, um, including my 4-H jacket. Your 4-H jacket. Yes. So Did they have those back then? Uh, yeah. Buckskin? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, put your uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. mastodon, actually. But um, anyhow, uh, the Morrow County History Center is open Sunday afternoons from 2 to 4. So if you want to stop by and see some of the history of this county, uh, please feel free to do so. Now, uh, last week I was free. surprised how many people were down there. Oh, yeah, there were quite a few. There were quite a few yeah. people here. And it, we were here right at 2, and they were, like, there were folks already here. Right. There was a line to get into the historical center, was a historical center here. Yes. I was quite surprised. That, that's very... I thought it was past us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Another mic joke that bombed. Sorry. I apologize. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm getting a headache. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so anyhow, the uh, uh, we're still, we can still use volunteers to do some uh, magnificent things with the Historical Society. How would somebody volunteer with the Historical Society? Well, I'm glad you asked that. All righty. <laughs> well, the best way is to call our treasurer, Phyllis Miller, and she holds the cards that she fills out. Uh, uh, membership is $15. Um, you can call her, and I know she doesn't mind if I get, a, get out of her phone number. It's all over the place. It's 946-7264. Uh, and she will get you signed up and become a part of the Morrow County Historical Society. Um, if you have some special talent you could use for us, that'd be great. Even if you don't, just your presence and being a part and supporting us is very important. So how are things going with the uh, Morrow Little Theater? Well, we are going to interview Ariel and Eric today Ooh, okay. on the podcast. And uh, things are going well. We are into Tech Week. It is, it, we are full bore now, Mike. 
straight into Tech Week. Mm-hmm. Um, set little, Mer- little. little Mermaid Jr. Yeah, I almost yeah. said it right. <laughs> uh-huh, Little Merman, yeah. yeah. Little Mermaid Jr., Disney's Little Mermaid Jr. Uh, have to throw that in there due to, you know, copyright right. and contract. Um, yeah, so we are head into that. We Ticket sales are, are, are moving pretty quickly. I'm, I'm not surprised, but I am surprised. Um, the cast has been working really hard. So this was a workshop for 7 to 17-year-olds. Mm-hmm. They have... I'm amazed. I've been in there painting while I'm building the set while they're rehearsing, and I'm amazed. Every time I go in, they're learning something new. This week... Um, Tech Week, we're going to be walking them through lighting and sound design and, and how you can manipulate lights to show the audience what you want them to see or feel what you want them to feel mm-hmm. uh, by changing the lights. And, Mike, this show has something in it that we've not done before with MLT. So, I'm not going to share what it is. You need to go and see the show to find out. I can tell you it's really cool. The sounds kids, like there's something fishy about this. Well, kind of, sort of. Maybe more calamari-like. But the um, cast, it's just going to be awesome. Um, we are ready to go. So visit marlittletheater.org to purchase your tickets. Or call 419-751-2177. Leave us a voicemail with the information that's asked. We won't call you back unless we can't fulfill your ticket order, which at this point we can. So um, leave us all the information we need for you so that uh, we can get you into one of our three performances, which is Friday, August 13th, which is this Friday at 7 p.m. at Mount Gilead High School. And then we have two shows on Saturday. We have a matinee at 2.30 on Saturday, and then an evening show at 7 um, that evening at the high school as well. Now, there are 21 kids, I believe, in this show. Fantastic stuff. Costumes are done from MB Subculture in Bucyrus. Um, shout out to Purple Indian. They're feeding the cast in between the shows on Saturday. That's um, awesome. And we love that. Um, they volunteered to do that, and um, their kids are in the show as well. So Good. Um, lots of new faces here, Mike, that we've not seen before. The important thing with this, though, I think, is that you're getting these kids excited about being in drama uh, and, and learning the dis- different aspects, lighting, makeup, um, all those things that go into it. And so maybe in the future there will be some new faces in the uh, Mara Little Theater. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things that... Um, people don't think about is is theater and what it teaches you and part of that I think that uh, we don't share enough is literacy yes literacy is huge so we tend to keep kids um, inside of of shows that are I don't know uh, uh, where they're able to read you know um, but it improves right and let's talk about projection public speaking they're doing all of that inside of theater. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting, I think, when you think about what all the kids learn while they're in there. I mean, they're learning stage presence. They're learning um, costuming. They're learning um, the art of theater. Because you, it, it, one thing that Ken taught, uh, Ken Barnett, is that you don't practice theater. Theater is an art. You rehearse and art. And I used to think it was corny when he would say that. Um, 
it's it's not. It really isn't. It's really an art. Anybody can get on stage, but can anybody own the character they're playing? So some of the things that theater brings out is self-confidence, you know, being able to get up there and, and, and own your character and be your character and trust in your ability and to show the emotion, right, of what the character is. Especially in this show, Ariel, her father, um, you know, that battle between daughter and father, you know, in that piece. Um, we talked about literacy, communication. The communication that goes on between actors and then going on with between the, you know, the, the um, director and such, it's just, it's just awesome. Uh, some of the things we've done with the set um, is going to trigger imagination. So not only in the cast, but in the audience. So some of the stuff that we're going to do is make you see, you fill it out, the set. So there's certain pieces, but you're going to fill out the rest of the scene with your, with your imagination. Um, empathy, you know, looking at um, how the kids read through the show and find what the show meaning is or what the meaning of their character is or why did their character do this and finding that empathy, right? Um, critical thinking, so, you know, we don't give the audience a script on purpose because we don't want them to find out how many pages we skipped that we went back and got <laughs> and then we came back through okay. and picked up, right? Um, and that happens a lot, um, you know, and that, that critical thinking, sometimes somebody forgets a line and somebody has to save the scene. I can honestly tell you, I am the word, the world's uh, worst actor. I typically forget my line or jumble a couple together and my, my, my fellow actors have to bail me out, uh, which is probably why I've moved into the director role um, and out. So um, self-discipline. Community awareness, you know, we talked about the public speaking aspect. And I think the biggest thing here is teamwork. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to work together sure. to create this piece of art. That, I think, is one of the most important things. So, you know, this cast has been great. Um, and the parents, the parents for these kids have been great, too. They've all, you know, volunteered, hey, what can I do? What can I, you know... Um, and I've got a couple stories that I've heard so far from the parents that I really would like to share. I need to get their permission first. Um, okay. But what it means to their kids is just phenomenal. Well, why don't you give us the uh, dates, times, and uh, where to find tickets one more time? All right. So visit marlittletheater.org or find us on Facebook. You, we have an event there. You can click on it. It'll take you to the webpage to buy your tickets. So that's marlittletheater.org. And this Friday is opening night, August 13th. The show starts at 7 p.m. sharp at Mount Gilead High School. And then Saturday, the 14th of August, we have a matinee, which starts at 2.30 sharp, and an evening show that starts at 7. So I think that's it, Mike. Okay. Uh, we hope to see everybody there. All right, Joey. This week's Morrow County Flashback, brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society. All right, Mike, where are you taking us this week on our flashback? Well, we're stepping into the Wayback Machine and going back to a woman that, um, to a situation where Mount Gilead had ties with the Kremlin. The Kremlin? Yes. Uh, dare we speak that today? I think so. Hello, Mr. Bond. <laughs> All right, so tell us about it. So anyhow... I'm going to read this story as written by uh, um, Charles Mosier, and um, it was a relative of his, which we'll find out at the end, when I give you the name. All right. 
So I'm going to read it as Mr. Mosier wrote it. Um, and the title of this is A Little Woman Who Helped Make Our World Safe. Many living at the beginning of the third millennium A.D. are familiar with the names of Joseph Stalin and the white David Eisenhower. In 1953, Premier Stalin of the Soviet Union died the same year that General Eisenhower came into the office as our 34th president. World War II had ended with the surrender of Japan in 1945, but it was followed closely by the Cold War. Under Nikita Khrushchev, who followed Stalin as the Soviet premier. The Cold War intensified. The threat of nuclear war loomed upon the horizon. Soon the world's leaders would be speaking about the nuclear winter and the end of life on the planet. The race to build atomic and hydrogen bombs escalated, and some began to say that the Soviets were building bombs to see how high the rubble would bounce. By the time President Eisenhower came to office, we were concluding a war with North Korea, and Eisenhower promised to do all in his power to bring that conflict to a speedy conclusion. The great World War II general soon had uh, North Korea's attention, and the conflict was ended. But Premier Khrushchev had aspirations of burying the United States and its democratic principles. Communication between the USSR and the United States was absolutely essential. To prevent any mistake in knowing what the opposing countries were thinking and doing, it was agreed that a telephone hotline between the two capitals, Moscow and Washington, D.C., should be established. Here is where a little woman from Mount Gilead, Ohio, 5'5 and 105 pounds, soaking wet, would enter the picture. She gave them a cell phone, didn't she? No. Oh, okay. You're Sorry. jumping ahead a little bit. Okay. Way ahead there with the cell phone. She worked at the telephone assembly plant of North Electric Manufacturing Company in Mount Gilead. This 53-year-old woman had worked at every station on the assembly line and knew the procedures from start to finish. One day, towards the close of work, the superintendent of the plant called her aside and asked a very direct question. Calling her by name, he said, I have a very special project and would like to know if you are interested in assembling a telephone all by yourself from start to finish. Does that interest you? Perhaps, she replied. Very well, let me tell you what you will need to do. You will not speak to anyone about this until the telephone is assembled and shipped to its destination. Are you with me? I can do that. The superintendent continued. When you arrive tomorrow morning at your regular shift time, report to my office. I will take you to a private room away from everyone else. You will have private bathroom facilities. Bring your lunch. You may rest during all breaks in an easy chair provided. No one will disturb you, not even me. Once you have assembled the special phone, and I must insist to you it is special, then you will come directly to my office and report you have finished it to perfection. Perfection, sure, sir? Yes, perfection. P-E-R-F-E-C-T-I-O-N. Your foreman agrees with me that you are the best person for this special order. You're making me nervous. Wait until I tell you tomorrow morning who will be receiving this golden telephone. Be here, please, 10 or 15 minutes early. Say nothing to the others. Does that meet with your approval? Yes, I can do that. 
The next day, the little woman with the nimble fingers arrived at work, ready to follow orders. The superintendent unlocked a door connected to his office and ushered her into the room where she was to work. He told her that North Electric felt especially honored to have this special order. As I told you yesterday, a very special person will use this golden phone. It is important that it functions perfectly. Make sure every part is in its proper place. Check and recheck. Do not hurry. Take all the time you need. You not only represent our company, but in a certain sense, our country too. Country, sir? Yes, let me explain. This telephone will be used to keep the Cold War from becoming a hot war. This telephone you are about to assemble is a link between two important heads of state. The little woman gulped. This telephone must work perfectly at all times. You are about to assemble a beautiful golden telephone that is to be used by President Dwight David Eisenhower in the Oval Office of the White House. Oh my, she gasped. Your work will be a vital link between two powerful men who do not like each other very much. This telephone cannot go dead in the middle of an important sentence due to mechanical failure. If you have any problems, knock on my door at any time. Believe me, I will be near at hand all day long. Good luck. The superintendent clasped his hands together and left the little woman to her own thoughts and to the big task that she would prayerfully and proudly undertake and complete. And remember, this is Charles Mosher's that's writing this. Did I read this story in a newspaper or magazine? No, I have not read it anywhere. And today, few people know the story. How then do I know it? I know it because I heard it from her lips only days after she completed her duty to her job and to her country. You see, this little woman was my mother, Edith Cox Mosher. Our family is very proud of her expertise and the part it played in helping the world avoid a terrible nuclear catastrophe. How cool is that? Yeah, and you know what's really cool? Where our studio is, right across the alley over here, is the building that would have happened there. So currently where Wolf's Coins Correct. and, and uh, the whatnot shop, I guess, is, yeah. is what it is. Uh, across from the movie theater. Right. Caddy Corn, right next to the post office. Right here. That, right. that history right here. Right here. Wow. Yes. That's pretty cool. It is. All right. Well, thanks, Mike. All right, so with us today is Addie Bartlett and Garrick Lemon playing um, from, uh, playing, I'm crazy here. Uh, they come to us from Little Mermaid Jr. from our cast from, uh, of the uh, Mar Little Theaters, Little Mermaid Jr. So, hello guys. Hello, thank Hi. you for having us. <laughs> you guys are most welcome. All right. So let's uh, let's talk with uh, Ariel. Everyone must talk to the princess first. Sorry, of course. <laughs> sorry, Prince Eric. That's nah, all fine. So Garrick is playing Prince Eric. Prince Eric, and then Addie is playing Ariel. Yep, that's right. And she has not dyed her hair red yet. I'm sure that's coming though, right? Oh yes, we're doing it this Wednesday. This Wednesday. Yeah. Are you excited? I am. I'm very excited. Is it the fluorescent red or is it like a toned down red? What are you doing? I mean, it's, it's, we, <laughs> my hair's very dark, so we, it's a, it's pretty bright, but it's also darker than what Is I'm it temporary excited. or permanent? Oh, it's very temporary. It's very temporary, It's a okay. washout. Okay. Sure. Awesome. Um, and then, Garrick, you don't have to no, dye have your to hair. dye my hair whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Um, tell me, Addie, what is what, what's been your favorite part about this show? I mean, so this isn't your first show, but what is your what's your favorite part about Little Mermaid Junior? Um, probably that after you know COVID, I get to see people again, and I get to do what I love to do after a year, and it's just very fun. Awesome. What about you, Garrick? Um, I'd really have to say the same as uh, Addy, but also I love how energetic everybody is to uh, get up on stage and finally do something after this entire pandemic has kind of shut down uh, everything that we've done. Yeah, well, I mean, I know that from the MLT side, we're super excited, but I mean, if you get a bunch of 7-year-old to 17-year-olds up there on stage, I mean, you get them together and they're pretty excited about anything, I yeah. think. So, um, what else? What's, uh, you haven't seen your costumes yet as of this recording. Nope. <laughs> so this podcast comes out on Monday mornings at 5 a.m., which I'm sure neither one of you are awake at 5 a.m. Probably didn't even know there was a 5 a.m., right? <laughs> no, I, I definitely knew that there was a 5 a.m. <laughs> I knew it, but I'm, I'm never up at 5 a.m. I, never, I know never. there was a 5 a.m. I can read a clock, but I've never seen one. No. Um, yeah, so it comes out at 5 a.m., um, this is a good history lesson for you both. There'll be a pop quiz after after the show. You're, <laughs> I wish you guys could see this. They are looking at me like you're crazy. Um, so, has there been any? Um, have you met any new people doing Little Mermaid Junior? Um, most of the people, well, most of the little kids in this show, I have never met before. Um, I would say, even though it's in Mount Gilead right now, um, it's a lot of other people. I'm not sure where they go to school, but I met a ton of new kids for this. Yeah, so it cast about 22. What about you, Garrick? Met new people? I'm guessing. Everyone. Because you've never met me before <laughs> yeah. until like a couple weeks ago. So Everyone here has been a new face to me. I have not met a single person here until I cast for The Little Mermaid. Nice. Well, I'm I'm glad to have you uh, a part of MLT. I mean, there's not a lot of guys in, in theater, period, and then, you know, so. I love theater. It's one of the the things that I love. It's something that I can step into somebody else's shoes. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly why. When I get on stage, it's, it's not me. It's that character. Kind of what I told you guys in notes last night, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. What yeah, about you, Addie? work on that. <laughs> what about you, the theater? Like, what's, what's the theater mean to you? I mean, um, ever since I was a little girl, I was always fascinated by um, shows like this because my mom and my grandma took me to see Cinderella and The Little Mermaid and The Lion King, and that's when I, you know, first kind of got into it, and so... It kind of just brings me back to, you know, going with them to see all that stuff, which is really nice, and they're always here for the show, so. Nice. Yeah. So, question for you. Favorite theater show? Um, Pop quiz. Do, do, do. Mamma Mia? Mamma Mia, really? I love Mamma Mia. Okay. What are you, Garrick? <laughs> I'm going to have to hit you with a few, honestly. Uh, they're more recent. In the Heights. Okay. Hamilton, yeah, and Beetlejuice. Oh, okay. I saw Beetlejuice on Broadway. I have never to. seen any of those. Yes, we went last. Not well. We went in 2019 for our wedding anniversary, so we couldn't go on our five year anniversary because we had twins. Just had had our twin girls, so we went the following year 
uh, to New York City because that's where we took our honeymoon. Oh. And we saw um, the Book of Mormon when we went the last time. So we went and we saw Beetlejuice. Fantastic. I would love to see Beetlejuice live. But oh. I know that it's a long uh, and tedious process to get tickets from that. Yeah, we. Um, I think I booked them like four or five months early. Yeah, it was pretty cool though. It, I mean, yeah, it was pretty cool. All right, so question for you. Okay. Dream role in theater, what would it be? Um, no, I really haven't really thought about it a whole lot. I've, I honestly have, I mean, I guess probably Rapunzel. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there's not, there, there should be, but there's not like a live version of Tangled out there, so my dream would be to be Rapunzel. <laughs> Okay. Well, it wouldn't take long for the your hair to be as tall as you are. Exactly. So I think I'd be perfect for it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Garrick? Um, probably gonna have to go with uh, Aaron Burr or Beetlejuice. Aaron Burr, sir. Nice. Okay. All right. That was kind of a supposed to be a joke, but Garrick just looked at me like <laughs> kind of like Mike does on the podcast I, I here. Got <laughs> oh, d don't be nervous. It's just the three of us here. Nobody knows. Um, so tell me about Little Mermaid Junior. What do you, what would you want people to know out there about Little Mermaid Junior? Um. Well, I would say the first thing is there's a lot of songs. Well, it's a musical. Well, well, yeah, but a lot of songs and characters that um are the same, but there's also a couple songs in the musical that aren't. So if you come that to aren't see in the movie, it, yeah, mm -hmm. that aren't in the movie exactly. So there, and that was a surprise to me as well. So I would say if you come, that that would probably be a really cool thing. Garrick, I'd have to say that uh, the one thing that I can say about the Little Mermaid Junior is that everyone has put uh, amountless times of effort into uh, their character, and they've really made their own character. They haven't sat there uh, blank face whatsoever. They're always energetic to uh, come up on stage and perform for everyone. Nice. Well, I mean, that's important mm -hmm. to, you know, have energy. And I know it gets kind of tedious when we get to Tech Week and there's still no audience, but when opening night oh, yes. rolls around. <laughs> tech Week is probably the most exhausting. Oh, yeah, because yes, you're every night. I mean, people sometimes think that getting casted is the most exhausting part. Just waiting and waiting and waiting to see what you get. But honestly, it's not. <laughs> because when you get to Tech Week, you're like, I just want to nap. <laughs> and stuff. Well, it didn't yeah. take long for us to get casted for this one whatsoever. No, it's a not. It took like two days. <laughs> yeah, the casting process is pretty quick. I think it takes like three or four days for us to hold auditions and then get everyone uh, notified and did you accept the part or not before we share the full list, you know, mm -hmm. right. so that we can do that because um, it just makes sense. So this Friday, this comes out August 13th at 7 p.m. And then Saturday, a double show. Huh? I yeah. did not realize that until yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Saturday, there's a matinee at 2.30. And Sunday, or I'm sorry, Saturday night, there is a another evening show, and that's the last showing at 7.00. So two shows at 7 p.m. and then a show at 2.30. So Friday night, the 13th. Oh, Friday the 13th. I didn't even realize that when oh, we booked it. That can't be good. Uh, well, let's... Are we going to be cursed now? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, because we've not said the Scottish play at all. So, okay. 
we're gonna have to give you guys some. You're looking at me oh, like you have wait, no the idea. Scottish Eddie. plague. We're not talking. Not plague. <laughs> oh. Play. Oh. Yeah, the Scottish play. There's a name of a show that you don't repeat oh. in theater. I know don't it. say it. I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah. So there, it's just one that they've said. You know, is like bad luck or whatever. Oh, okay. All right. So we are closing in on the last thirty seconds here of this piece. So your plea to get people in the seats since this is the first thing really post COVID. Um, you know, please come have fun. We're working really hard. It's only been a month, so it'd really be really nice if you would come and see us. (laughs) (laughs) Garrick? I really have to say that uh, if you want something to do, I know that there's not a lot out there to do right now, considering that we're still on some restrictions. Come see The Little Mermaid Jr. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I got to tell you, I have been listening over the past couple weeks while I've been building the set and painting and stuff. Fantastic. These two um, lovebirds on stage will take the stage on Friday again. That is at 7 p.m. Door opens at 6.30. Tickets are $12 a piece. Visit marlittletheater.org or uh, you can find our event on our Facebook page. And you can purchase your tickets online or call 419-751-2177 to reserve your tickets today.